Good afternoon and welcome to the latest edition of Tree Talk, episode 197. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. A bumper edition. And Matt, we have the third round of the Senior Football Championship to look back on. We have the fourth round coming this weekend. We have the third round of the Ladies Football Senior Championship with Komogi kicking off at the weekend. We had both Premier 19 um, Championship finals on last night. We have a prediction, and obviously, the news. That Billy Lee has stepped away from the Limerick senior footballers, so um, stay tuned for all that. Especially the game, we get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Bill Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of Matt, I suppose there's nowhere to start really, only with the news that we got uh, yesterday morning, Tuesday morning to be exact, that uh, Billy Lee was stepping down from his role as the manager of the Limerick Senior Footballers. It came as a shock, really, um, even though he had six years in charge and uh, the life the lifespan of a inter-county manager these days is, is very short, but the work that Billy put in over the last six years, you would have thought now with Division 2 fall and a Munster final uh, play Scott this year, that there'd be more years to come, but sadly it has come to an end and I suppose huge boots to fill, but first and foremost, like an incredible job done by Billy over the last six years. Uh, Jack, I suppose to say that it was a shock um, is, 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 is an understatement and, you know, any anything other than to say that um, Billy Lee would go down as one of the great managers, Jack, um, not just of Limerick, but that, that the game has seen, um, you know, a, a phenomenal term of office spanning six years, which is well above the norm, and um, left uh, when, when he decided to do so himself. Like, his, his record, Billy's record, is simply, in Limerick terms, and in, in a lot of counties, Jack, is, is absolutely unparalleled and just to give a quick recap of it, when you think of where Billy has come from in terms of bringing this 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 Limerick team, I, I I remember a year when, and it's not very very long ago in the early days of Billy's reign. Um, Limerick finished Division Four, Jack, with three points. The three points were got out of a draw with London in Ricelip, a lucky draw, and. Um, a win over Waterford in, in, in Martinstown. And to think that, you know, here we are a couple of years later and um, uh, what he has been through, we all know it's well documented about the year um, in which he failed to get uh, as many as 50 players that he sought to bring into the panel at different stages of the year, he failed to get him to commit. But I, I suppose his testimony of the man that, that, that he stuck with it. You know, and his reward for sticking with it was, of course, um, uh, winning the McGrath Cup, 
getting winning promotion as Division Four champions, and um, following it up by being promoted from Division Three to the promised land of Division Two, where Limerick will rub shoulders with the likes of the Dubs and Kildares of this world next year. And of course, what 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 was something of a holy grail for Limerick in recent years was reaching uh, a monster senior football final, like the landmarks. And the achievements um, in Billy's CV and in Billy's six years in charge, Jack, are simply phenomenal. And you're right, it's a huge pair of boots to fill. And um, like it, it, it has come as a major shock because certainly you, 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 with these sort of things, you, you, you kind of get vibes, you get straws in the wind, and all that sort of thing that um, that does something eminent and. You know, but this this came it came out of the blue as as a complete shock, and I, I I was talking with Billy about two or three weeks ago for quite a while, um actually down in 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 um, Sean Finn Park one evening, and and um, like it, it it appeared no all it appeared to me was business as usual. Uh, Billy running the rule over 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 different players in anticipation of what he could bring in to to strengthen the county panel. But look, I, I I'm sure on behalf of football supporters in Limerick, and they'd want us to say this, Jack. They'd want to say a heartfelt thank you to Billy for an absolutely phenomenal six years in charge, absolutely phenomenal, and wish Billy the very best of luck in whatever he will take on in the future. I have no doubt he has such a passion, Jack. And he's such a love for Gaelic football. I can't see him walking away completely from it. But, like, of, of course, um, you know, six years is a long time with what inter-county management um, today entails because whilst the league and the championship and while the inter-county season is on, it's, it's a 24-7 job. And, like, Billy immersed himself head, neck and heels in it. Like, and... Um, you know, it was very easy to find Billy when 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 the football championship was on. He, he was he he got around and tried to get around to so many play, matches and run the rule, as I said, over so many players. Like Billy, Billy left no stone unturned, Jack, in the interest of Limerick football, and he's he's an absolute, he's huge and incredible loss, incredible loss to the county, but. What I said to Billy, Billy, congratulations. Well done on a wonderful six years. We're so, so sorry to see you go. Yeah, I suppose the, the thank you is the main thing because he received a squad at a really low ebb, um, obviously losing six or seven games in the league in, in 2016. And as you, you mentioned there, the, the year that, that they guess hardly anyone to play for Limerick, but he's turned it around and playing for Limerick is fashionable again and he's completely changed the fortunes of, of an entire county and you know talking to him yesterday like you just have to say thank you for the job he's done and hopefully it won't be the end and I'm I'm sure Limerick's loss overall will be, will be some club's gain over the coming years because as you said he's a he's a real football man true and true but before we move on from Billy was there there's so many moments you know from the tenure was there anything that stood out for you from the six years I suppose, Jack, um, you, you you tend to lean for lean towards the victories, but I I, I suppose the biggest um, the biggest achievement he, he got, you know, the biggest single one for me anyway was 
winning promotion from Division 4 and how he did it. Like, had to go to Sligo and win. And a place where Limerick had a very, very paltry record. And he went and did it. I, I, I think that was a defining moment, um, you know, for Billy. And it was certainly a defining moment for Limerick football. But there are so many great moments. But for me, that is one that, stand, that, is one that stands out. Of course, winning the McGrath Cup, you know, any time you lift silverware, that is very, very good. But to back it up, Jack, you know, to back it up and prove that the, that the trajectory wasn't going in the right direction by winning promotion to Division Three. Look, Jack, it's been it's been a phenomenal six years. It's been a phenomenal, and you know the, the, the like, you know, we'd be eulogising it from rooftops and shouting off rooftops, but it probably overshadowed a small bit by the success of the hurlers to coincide with the same period. Mm. Like um. You know, probably, probably, probably took some of the limelight out of it. But look, Jack, it's up to the like of us to put it out there, and, <clears throat> and we certainly have done our best over the years through this medium, anyway, to put it out that the phenomenal job that Billy did and and what he achieved with Limerick footballers, and you absolutely nailed it, Jack, when you said that you know he made it fashionable to play with Limerick again, and that is exactly what he did, because. You know, he, 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 um, anybody but Billy Lee, you know, when he had got so many refusals in that one year, would have said, right, lads, let's have it. Let, let you have it. Off I go into the sunset. But not Billy Lee. It's, it's, a, it's a testimony to the man, Jack. It's a testimony to the man. Um, he's been a phenomenal manager and absolutely has done a phenomenal job for our county. And we are proud of him. And thanks, Billy. Yeah, there's there's so many moments, um, as you mentioned there, and so many of them stick out, and, and he he deserves all, all the credit he's getting, and hopefully we'll talk with him soon. And I'd love on here um, to talk about the football championship when he, you know, he could probably be more a bit more open, and he wouldn't be talking about certain players that he'd have in in a training camp or anything. But again, the overriding message is is thank you to Billy, and obviously best to look to her gets the job um the foundation has been laid by Billy and on all the the people that have been with Billy it hasn't been confirmed whether people will be staying on or to be new coaches or SNCs and all that. So we won't say anything about them yet. But the the foundation yeah. is there to build on this Limerick Division two now. We've got the Munster final, you know, push Cork all the way. Um so look, please God they they can build build on that. Um PJ Carroll is coming in here. Hats off to Billy Lee. I, I presume there's if you go through uh if you go through Twitter and Instagram and these things, you'll see all the I suppose praise of Billy Lee and thoroughly deserving. But it won't be the, it won't be the end of us talking about Billy Lee. But for now, we've we so much to get through. Um, keeping in team with the football, it, it, we obviously at the third round. It it, it would it would there. be nice to talk with him, as you said, Jack. It would be nice to talk with him in some podcast. You know. Yeah, please God. If you're listening here, Billy, <laughs> hit me up and everyone, and you're more than welcome to come on at any stage. But um, moving on into, into the football, into the Senior Football Championship, and so many of, of Billy Lee's men were in action over the weekend, just run through the results. Father Casey's 15 points to 8 winners over Moline, Newcastle West 3-13, Galbally 7, and Clahan 13 points to 8 in Group 1, or against Ula in Group 1 of the Senior Football Championship. And in Group 2, then, Kildare Palace were the big winners, 3-17 to 3-5, 
over Ballylanders, Ballystine 13.7, and St. Kieran's beat Galtigales 2.12 to 9. Um, we obviously have this weekend's games to look through, so, so we won't dwell on anything. But, you know, coming from the third round, Father Casey's, Newcastle West, Adair, and St. Kieran's are all in six points after the first three rounds. And you could, like, was there anyone? That has really stood out for you so far. I was, I saw Father Casey's and there in the flesh, but really, really impressed by Father Casey's. You know, Monoline probably would have been seen by many as the second team in that group behind Newcastle West, but Father Casey's have laid down their marker, their three from three. They're, you'd imagine they're as good as true. Um, you know, themselves, Newcastle, Adair, and Kieran seem to be a bit ahead so far. Yeah, Jack, um, the, the first thing I would say, and I've re- reflected it on it in anticipation of coming on here, and since since the, the, the results of the weekend emerged, I'd be slightly worried, Jack, that there are, there are, um, there are six knockout places up for grabs, and four of them have been spoken for after three rounds. You know, um, that, that that leaves very very little to be played to, to play for now. Newcastle Western Father cases are absolutely certainly true. They can be cut in any circumstances. There is the vaguest of vague um, um, outside possibilities that a dare or sentience could be cut, but the likelihood is 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 so remote. Yeah, I was impressed with Father cases. I saw him, and. Um, they literally demolished Mona Lean. Now Mona Lean were disappointing. They were without um, they were without Brian Dunneman on the night and um, uh, on Kuru and a couple of players and they they were forced to line out at the last minute without Marco Dwyer. But that is not to you know that is not to take from the performance of other cases. I thought it was hugely hugely impressive. Other cases were and. Um, I really think that certainly this year that they're going in the right direction. Like they, 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 they have a young side, a youthful side, full of enthusiasm, full of running. But they're sprinkled with very, very good, <coughs> experienced players. You, the like of Robert Brown there, and you, you, the like of of David Ward, Martin Scannell, and you know they were able to introduce from the bench John Reardon. What a sub to be able to introduce, you know, and what experience he brings. So, I I was very very impressed with 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 um with with, with Father Cases. And if 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 you allow me um look ahead to their game this 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 Thursday evening with with Galbally, you know, um they're facing a Galbally side that that are low in confidence, uh, Jack, um. They, I, I thought their performance against um, Newcastle West for the most part was poor. Now, they, um, Newcastle West, certainly, um, I saw Newcastle West against Ula. And this was a different Newcastle West, Jack. They, they, really, stepped, they really stepped on it. And it, 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 it looks as if Jimmy Lee and his management team are just timing the build-up to the championship. And, of course, the build-up has, has started now and, you know, as we're heading in towards the knockout stages. And, of course, there's nothing better to focus Newcastle West than um, a, a potential game with with um, Father Casey's when they, you know, if the results go this weekend, um, 
in Newcastle West and Father Casey's favour would be a straight shootout for a, a semi-final spot. But um, yeah, while, while, whilst I was impressed um, with, 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 with Father Casey's at the weekend, I, I was disappointed with Galbley. And I think Galbley, they're in a battle, Jack. They're in a battle to, 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 to preserve their status. Now, they have the cushion of one point over Ula, which could be absolutely crucial. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm wrong. Sharula are in a different group. Um, but no, they, they have right. one point. But Sorry, I, I'm right. Yeah, Casey's on six, Newcastle on six, six Clahan three, yeah. one, two, Galbally one, Ula none. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, they have the cushion of that one point on Ola, which which absolutely could could be crucial come the end of the campaign. But I I think they're in for a difficult evening in 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 Kilmallock on Thursday evening. I think Galbally, um, especially if Father Casey's bring the game that they brought to um to, to Mick Neville Park. And whilst I say that the more lean players were 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 um were missing, I'm not so sure that that, that they'd have changed the outcome, Jack. Um, I if anything, you know, if if anything, um, uh, the, the final scoreline um, uh, wasn't as convincing as other cases were on the pitch. You know, that no. would that would be my read on it. Um, I I was hugely impressed with them and where they picked off scores and had the courage to scores. Of course, youth, Jack. You know, um, I th- I thought Adrian Inwright was. Absolutely immense, and he seemed. Now he picked up a knock, you know, <clears throat> and of course, um, other cases and everybody in football will hope that he will he will recover, um, pretty quickly. And he seems to have a telepathy with um, with, with um, Rory O'Brien inside in the corner, who who is quite a formidable forward. So um, yeah. Over, overall, Jack, I was hugely impressed with Father Casey's, and I think that's the nub of your question, but. Seeing that they're, they're playing Galbley, I was equally disappointed with Galbley. Yeah, the, I was very impressed with Roy Bryan as well. Elijah Reardon in the field. There's so many players that, that were excellent on the day. And Adrian and I clipped over two, two beautiful scores. Um, the highlights of that game are available. We'll just stay on, on Group 1 and look ahead to this weekend. That is the table as it stands. I do think there's a, a chance Casey Newcastle could be caught if... Clahan beat Newcastle and Casey's and Newcastle draw their last game. You could have three teams and seven, and then it'll go uh, into some sort of uh, points differential. But you need a lot of swings to go that day. I'd say Newcastle and Casey's will be okay. But you mentioned Casey's and, and Galbally. You also have Monoline versus Ula. No, sorry. Um, there, there is no way they can be cut for a knockout place if you put up the table again. Oh yeah, sorry, they can't be for a knockout place, but uh, top of the table. Um, oh, oh, the yeah, top, right, yeah, but Kahan would, have, Kahan would have an outside chance there, in in the circumstances in yeah, which you sorry. portrayed that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, talking about Kahan, they obviously have Newcastle. They're in pole position for that third spot. Um, they're facing a really formidable team, and you know, Galbley, uh, like as we talked about, like it really is a case of four fighting for um, that last spot. There's no one ruled out. I don't think Ula, Ula don't have a point, but they're not ruled out. But this will be a huge weekend um, trying to kind of factor in what happens there. But what I will say is Clahan take on Monoline in the final round. That if they, that Clahan, if they win this weekend and Monoline don't, they'll be through. You'll have the top three confirmed. 
important. But I end up beating Newcastle and one lean win. Like it's really intriguing. It's it's really hard to see where that one is going to go um, for that final spot. Ah, yeah, and this is what I'm saying, and um, uh, and that's what I said when I prefaced at the very start, Jack. That you know, um, I, I I was saying like that. You know, we're, we're talking about one place up for grabs with two games left. Could be far better if we were talking about three games up for grabs, or three places, three knockout yeah. places up for grabs. But um, yeah, in, in those circumstances, but I I think the Horn there, whilst they had a good win over over um, over. Um, Ula and it it has left it, it has left Clahan virtually um one hundred percent safe of they're actually one hundred percent safe of, of 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 relegation I think anyway because of it because um um Galbally and um uh, Ula have to meet in the last round so something will have to give there and where Ula catch Clahan at this stage. They'll have to be. They'll have to beat both Monaleen and Galbally, which, with the way they're playing at the moment, would be a very, very tall order. So I, I, I think Cahan now that they have consolidated that position and that they have um, practically 100% eliminated the, the 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 possibility of relegation, like the shackles will be off. Like they they they'll be able to give it a go, Jack, against against Father Cases or sorry against Newcastle West. Jack that up against it from the Newcastle West that I saw the other night. I I thought, you know, I didn't think there was a change in the Newcastle West from the Ula game. I thought there was a transformation in the approach and the way they approached the game. And in Mike McMahon, like he got three goals against Galbally, they they have a towering pivot on the edge of the square, you know. And he 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 got a couple of marks in there as well. And um, like he he's you know, to win, to beat Newcastle West, Jack, somebody will have to find a formula to contain him because <coughs> Newcastle West have devised, devised a plan in getting the ball into him, you know, without being too predictable. And, um, yeah, you know, he's an absolutely huge man. Like, um, Probably when you'd see somebody like that coming in the square, it would be very predictable as to how you could match it, that how you could mark him, that they they'd be lofting balls in all day. They're not doing that. Um, they they they're, they're very very careful in how they use the full power and they're using him very very well. Now he he's going to be he's going to be a big big ask for any team to face him to contain him. And um, yeah, very. Uh, you know, I I generally as I say I talk to Castle West um, Send send out a signal that we're the champions and we're going. We're you know our intention is to stay champions. Yeah, and that's I, the I message I got for, in the other night. For Newcastle and Casey's this, this weekend is almost a hit because they know, regardless of this weekend, if they win their final round game, they'll top their group. Um, because if one of Newcastle beats or if one of Newcastle or Casey's wins the final round, they can't be caught. They'll go to eight points. So, I mean. They could try this weekend. I'm sure they'd love to go into that final round game, four from four, and try to make a perfect five. But there is there is that wiggle room for them. Um, I suppose Group Two is pretty much similar. Um, you have two teams on maximum points in St. Kieran's and Adair, and then you have three teams on two: Kildare Palace, Palestine, Celtic Gales, and then Palanders are pointless. Um, I suppose we had St. Kieran's and Adair both. 
won and it was Kildayan Pass that got the win to kind of move level with Palestine and Galtic Gales. And similar enough, you have Kearns and Adair virtually through. I think there is permutations where one of them could be caught where it goes to a couple of points um, um, on the teams on six points. But just looking at this weekend's fixtures as a whole, you have Adair versus Barry Landers, Palestine versus St. Kearns and Galtic Gales versus KP. I suppose Galtic Gales and Kildare Palace is kind of the standout fixture here because they're both on two points. They can eliminate the other team with a win. Um, prob- they, well, they can't, but they could because they'll have head-to-head if they do end up level on points. Now, there could be a, a scenario where, where a couple of teams are on four, teams are on six, but that seems to be the standout fixture in terms of, I suppose, you could nearly put one foot into the knockout stages, we'll say. Yeah, Jack, um, reflecting on that, uh, by the way, I don't like looking at that table for oh. obvious reasons. Um, doesn't make good reason, good reading for Ballylanders. But um, if you take the kill, you don't have to put it up again. I've seen it. Um, if, 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 um, if, um, if, if you look at Sankian, or uh, sorry, if you look at Kildare Palace-Kinry's um, campaign so far, They've played and lost to the top two teams and unluckily lost, you'd have to say. And now when they met yeah. Ballylanders, who are struggling, I think Kildama Palace-Kindry made a very big statement, Jack. And I'd yeah. say going into the game, you, 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 you must remember now they're on two points with Palestine and with Kelty Gales. Coming into this weekend, they're the only one of the three that are going into that game with the momentum of a win. Now, I saw Galtie Gales the, the, the other night, and um, I was disappointed with them. Um, um, I haven't had seen the way that they had disposed of Ballestine. Um, I really thought that they would put it up to St. Kearns or even get the better of St. Kearns. But no, they, they, they didn't. No, they, they, they had the misfortune after half time, at which stage they were trailing by four or five points. Um, to take a shot free, just three minutes after half time, it was intercepted. Kearns ran the length of the field, mainly through Dean Kennedy, who was outstanding, by the way, um, and is evolving into a very serious senior footballer. And he offloaded to Seamus Mangan, and the rest is history, as they said. He gave Danny McGrath no chance. So, uh, a four or five points deficit became a seven or eight points deficit, just like that. So there, there, there was no way back for the Gales at that stage. But having said that, <coughs> overall, I was disappointed with the Gales and the level of performance that the Gales produced in comparison with the way that they they, they set out and and um, played against against Palace um, against Palestine. So, um, but uh, I, I don't want to take from one minute or detract from one minute for what is a, was a much improved performance from what I had seen earlier in the campaign by St. Kearns. Now, I mentioned Liam Kennedy developing into a midfield. Like, we were expecting like, that there'd be huge confrontation in the centre of the field between um, Limerick colleagues Dara Tracy and Tommy Childs. It didn't happen. Uh, David Tracy played at centre forward. I thought David Tracy had an outstanding game for for um, for St. Kieran's. Um, there, there, there's a lot of positives about St. Kieran's um, 
Jack. Now, we, we tipped them at the start of the year, if you would recall, to be one of the teams that would come out of the group, even though that they had been embroiled in, in relegation fights for the last couple of years. Because um, mm. uh, certainly last year it was a false position that they were in <coughs> relegation because, um, as I was reminded by some of the Cairns connections the other night, and of course, rightly reminded, um, that they lost both games last year in the group stage by a point to Ballysteen and, and to um, to um, Kelty Gales. But if not for a bit of luck, you know, had a bit of luck somewhere along the line, it could have been a different story. They'd have been contesting the knockout stages. So um, they welcomed back Noel Callanan the other night. And in his first intervention after coming on, he kicked a fine point. So uh, obviously he, he will have some game time under his belt and and he will strengthen them. Now, I, I was impressed with St. Kieran's, I have to say. And, um, you know, at the same time, disappointed with Galtie Gales. Yeah, it, it's an interesting one um, with St. Kieran's. You know, we knew that it was coming and it is coming, but... You know, they're, they're still not safe yet. Um, I'll be hoping for a better interview that they'll, they'll lose the game this weekend. But they're a very difficult team to play against and to score against. And if you can match that with the score in like 2-12 in a Limerick football game, will uh, will win you most games. But then the other side of the coin, Kilian Palace scored 3-17. Like, they're a really dangerous opponent um, mm-hmm. for Galtie Gales. And I suppose the send-out team in the group, Adair, you know, we haven't really spoke much about them. Uh, they beat Palestine. 13 points to 1-7. I was at the game. Like, I, they weren't at, at their best. They were missing Hugh Burke, um, Dave Connolly. Uh, there was a couple more. Or there was a couple more missing, you know. And they just mm. know how to win. We talked about in the Pearson and the Ireland. They are pretty much similar in football. Mm. And they'll be very happy that after three games, they're on six points. You'd imagine Adair and Cairns will go through. If you were to call a third team to go through with them, before we get into the, the fourth round. I would be going for Kildare Palace Kennery, Jack, for the reasons the reasons that I said. And just getting back to Adair there now, you were saying that we, we've talked very little about him. <coughs> and they're on six points, of course. The fact that we've spoken very little about him will suit him because they like they they, they, they like to work way under the radar and Hugh Burke is going to be out for the season, which is which which is which is a big blow to him. All right, but um, I, I don't know what the situation with David Connolly, but certainly they, they going out winning football matches without key players like that, I think it sends a message in itself. Um, uh, they, they, you know, they, they, they're going to be very, very high in confidence. Like, um, if, if, if you know, it the battle their battle with with Ballylanders and Fina at the weekend, like, is a battle of the haves and the have-nots. Um, uh, they are with have three wins. Um, Belly Landers with no win. They, you know, the fortunes couldn't be more diverse going into the game. And um, going to be a difficult evening for Belly Landers, much as I hate to say it, but, you know, that, that is the reality of it, Jack. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to back against Belly Landers all the same. I'm a dear odds without Owen Costello and Owen Ryan as well. I knew there was more players missing and they're still getting the job done, but... They're they're the similar situation the case Newcastle. They know this it's pretty much a free hit this round that if they beat Kearns in the final round top of the group, the same for St. Kearns. So as you say, you're kinda of looking at fourths through and then two more to join them. But it could be very interesting going into the final round. 
um, defending on fixtures this week. You know, I'd imagine we haven't we got one draw so far, but I'd imagine we might get another draw this weekend. It's 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 very hard to see, you know, some of these teams being separated. We'll come back to that in a while, Matt, for our predictions. But for now, we also have um, ladies football this evening. So you know, if you're watching this on Wednesday when we're when we're going live. Those games are on tonight. You have three, three games in the senior championship. In Group 1, St. Bridges versus Trump Bradford and Old Middle versus Monaghan. And then in Group 2, Paddy Landers versus St. Aylbys. And we'll start with that one game. It's far more straightforward in Group 2. Paddy uh, Landers and St. Aylbys have both beat Fiona Castleman. Fiona Castleman are into that playoff to get into the quarterfinal. Paddy Landers and yeah. St. Aylbys are guaranteed a quarterfinal place, but the winner will go straight through to the final um, obviously they've been two of the perennial contenders every year it should be a cracking game should be a cracking game Jack um, uh, you know as you said they have been along with Monaghan I suppose they have been the dominant forces in, in, in um, Limerick ladies football for the last couple of years um, um, they were beaten by Monaghan in, in, in championship last year and as I said in a previous uh, previous cast, they have, they, they have strengthened um, they have strengthened um, since last year, and that Murray Kavanagh has 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 returned to the side, and um, Grania McKenna is the the girl from is it Monaghan um, of Tyrone um, ha, has come in um, who played with the Limerick um, senior the, with with Graham Shine's Limerick junior football team this year, so they 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 they, they will be stronger. Um, it will be a very interesting game. I'm going out to see it this evening, Jack, and um, to get 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 a sense as to how the championship is going. And you're right. Um, whoever the winner is, and it would be a brave person that would call it between those two. There have been great games and great clashes and great showdowns between them in recent years. <coughs> is is guaranteed of a place in the semi final. Um, whilst for the loser, it, they have to go the quarter-final route. Not that I don't think they will lose any slip over having to go that route. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it suits a team to, to go that longer route. But then in, in group group one, all Miller two from two. If they make a three from three, they'd be guaranteed of that uh, that semi-final berth. If all Mill beat Monaghan, yeah, they'll have the head head over and it'll depend then on what Trumcott or Bradford do because... They play St. Bridget's. You could have a scenario where you have three teams at six points. St. Bridget's will be hopeful that uh, they can get enough scores on the board to turn it around and get the three points with all Millen and Drum Broadford. Um, a lot more, I suppose, to be decided in Group 1, but you would have to fancy Monaghan to, to probably top the group. Yeah, well, Monaghan are in the situation, Jack, whereby if they get a draw this evening, um, they're, they're top of the group. And... Um, yeah. It doesn't matter what what happens after that. Now the other three that are remaining in the championship, by the way, um, uh, none of them will be out of it. Um, but um, they, 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 the teams that will finish second and third will obviously go through to the quarterfinals, and the team that will finish fourth will play off with the third team in in the other group where there are three teams for the final quarterfinal place. That's how that's how it works. Um, it's it's a fair chance for everybody, but. It, it it would be very very hard to oppose um, oppose Monaghan like um, uh, you know Old Mill had a, had a good win over from Bradford and, and sorry over, over um, Bridgets in the first round and um, Monaghan had a good win over 
a very decisive win over from Bradford. And I, th I think that this is where it might, you know, it might come back to haunt from Bradford. Were we to have a scenario where all mill win tonight this evening and Drum Broadford win this evening, where the three of them will end on four points, unless that um, uh, Drum Broadford rack up a big score against St. Bridget's, in <coughs> in which circumstances, like it, it will come down to scoring difference for for that for that coveted semi-final place. But one way or the other, anyway, whatever way it transpires, nobody will be out of the championship this evening. But um, my understanding is that the playoff for the final quarter-final place between the bottom team in Division Four, uh, or sorry, Division One, and and Fiona Castlemahan is scheduled for next Saturday, Jack. Uh, I have it down here for the twenty-eighth, which is Sunday. But I mean, that could, so I think it could be changed depending on who is. Yeah, uh, and um, I suppose it could be dependent on who's in it. Yes. We haven't uh, got a firm fixture because but, we don't know who's in it, you know. Yeah, which is fair enough. I know you said you didn't want to call it, but I'm going to ask you to call it. Um, who will top group two? Um, and who will top Monique, group one? Monique and um, home advantage might swing at Bellylanders way. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there um, with those two. But as we said, I, even though the I suppose the group stage is, is going to be finished tonight in the Senior Championship, no team will be knocked out. You know, you don't have to worry about your season being over. There will be a playoff. One team will be gone by this weekend for that playoff, but no team will be gone this weekend. But there are some intriguing games uh, to get to. Uh, as I said, you have St. Bridget's versus Drum Colour Broad for Old Mill versus Monaghan and by Landers, St. Elby's team named first is at mm -hmm. home. Um, over the weekend as well, Matt, we had the start of the Camogie Championship across all the divisions. We'll just focus on the Senior Championship um, going, going through the results in Group 1. Han beat Khalidi 118-310 and Krakora beat Capamore 213-27. And in Group 2, Champions Newcastle West 214-112 against Brough. Granite Bellingari beat the Piershig 115-115. To one nine. Um, in Group One, I suppose we did say a hand Khalidi would be interesting. Khalidi would obviously without a good few players, and we were wondering would Neva okay She was back and she was in fine form, and probably the difference between the sides. And now it's back against the wall for Khalidi, who have obviously reached two finals in a row, winning in twenty and losing the final twenty twenty one. But it's great to have Neva Kahi back in the Limerick Championship. She's a huge weapon. For a hand, um, and I suppose staying on Group One for Krakora to get the win, you know, they'd be able to look forward now and go into Kalidi in a hand with no fear. Capamore, you know, you're going to be looking there and saying, Where are we going to get the win, or else it'll be in relegation danger? Just their first campaign back in the top tier, yeah. It, it, it was a huge game, Krakora and 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 Capamore, Jack, because you know. No disrespect them. You, 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 you would, you would have to believe like that, um, uh, that Kilidi and Dehan would be certainly more experienced and probably stronger sides. Would probably be the, the two stronger sides in the group, and they have been semi-finalists and finalists over the last couple of years. And the return of Neil McKay, of course, made a difference, as, as did the, the players that were missing from Kilidi. So, um. Uh, that, that tilted the, the, it, it very much in a hand's favour, and 
Now Ahan are in pole position, Jack, to make it out of the group um, with, the, with that first round win. And um, as you said, it's it's going to be a bit of an uphill struggle for both Krakora and, and Capamore, but to make it. But um, Krakora have a very vital win under their belts, which, which will be hugely important um, by, by the time the group is completed. Um, it's 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 fascinating. Obviously, the second round of fixtures aren't until um, Saturday week, but like it's very early days. But we we see like Newcastle two fourteen to one twelve over Bruff. You know, Newcastle last year were were very comprehensive in a lot of their victories. That's a five point win against Bruff, were in their second year of senior. You know, it bodes well for for Bruff. Kind of Gary obviously got the win against the Pearshig, who you know that again they're going to be looking to see where they're going to get the results from. But after the first round, I think Han are, are the story, but Newcastle West are going to be the team to beat, like one again in the football, until they are beat. Yeah, but um, we flagged it last week that, you know, if there was a, a team to, to upset the the order of things um, with the four top sides, that it would be rough. Now, they, they, they were beaten by five points in the finish, but um, after trailing by eight points at half time, they had the margin down to a point um, uh, on, on the home straight. But um, uh, Karen O'Leary got four points. Um, Rebecca DeLee had gone off the field, who was the free taker. Karen took over the free taking duties and landed three. <coughs> and, <coughs> excuse me, Jack, and landed one from from play to, to complete a, a five points victory. But it, it, it was a stunning performance by Bruff against the champions in their own backyard. And, um, like, they, they, they will fancy themselves against both Granabell and Gary in the Pearshick. Now, we already flagged that um, the possibility of Mary O'Callaghan coming back on being back. She was back. And we also knew, of course, that Neve Ryan had transferred the allegiance from Clooney Quinn to Bruff. And um, that happened. And... Um, that, that considerably strengthened them. Now, Neve Ryan was in absolutely devastating form um, for Brough, um, you know, hitting freeze and scores from everywhere. So um, uh, th 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 there's a lot of camogie to be played in, 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 in Group 2. Um, it's going to be a rare old battle between um, Branabell and Gary in the Pearshick and Brough. Um, I, I think Newcastle West, after that win over Brough, must be nailed on. Um, to um, to advance to the semi-finals, but it's going to be a rare old battle for the second place, Jack. Yeah, I suppose it's only one round, but you would say Newcastle do look strong and could arguably have had their toughest game over them. Just looking at the second round fixtures there on Saturday, the 3rd of September, uh, Kaledi against Capramore and Krakora in Group 1, and then Group 2, Bruff versus the Pearshigs. Uh, I mean, the two first round losers and Granabell and Gary versus Castle West, the teams that won their opening round game. So look, we'll we'll delve into that um closer to time obviously there's Jack, um, this you know, weekend. Not um, not not preempting what could happen, but you could have a massive third round game between Granabell and Gary and and um and Brof. Yeah winner take all clash it could be um remains to be seen but we we will do in the previous of those games um, next weekend or for next weekend, the weekend after this. Um, we also had the under 19 finals last night, Matt, um, in both codes, football and hurling. Uh, we'll start with the hurling. You were there 
Um, Bruff beat Mona Lean 219 to 114. Pretty comprehensive in the in the end, Matt. I know it was it was level at 112 apiece with about 15 to play or so. But uh, Tyg Body, a name that you might remember from the Puck Fada competition, got Bruff's second goal. And only their third ever county Premier Minor title, Matt, was it? Yeah, third, 1941, 1983, and, 19, um, and now 2022. Um, yeah, you'd have to say, bro, for <coughs> very, very worthy winners of... of, of um, the minor title last night. There was a huge crowd in 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 um, out in in um, Father Hayes Park in Carrick and Leeshan. The, the 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 facilities out there, Jack, are second to none out there. It was lovely venue for 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 the game, and the big the big crowd created a kind of a cauldron atmosphere, um, you know, which which added to the occasion. And of course, um. In its in its previous incarnation as the minor hurling championship, this competition, Jack, was um, you know, was one of the, the, the you know one of the blue ribboned um competitions in Limerick hurling each year. And um like it, it's the old minor championship now redesignated as under nineteen. But it, it was a fantastic game of hurling and um one lean who were beaten in the final by Mungret St. Paul's would have would have gone in as favourites, Jack. And um uh, in in the first half um, would have more than justified that because um, they, at which stage they led by um, uh, four points. Now Ronan Lyons was having an absolutely immense game. He was playing at centre forward. You, you remember him playing as a defender with Limerick Miners and winning a monster championship with him. And he was playing at centre forward. I think he ended up with eight or nine points in the finish. But um, uh, by half time, the odds against Brough. Um, upsetting the favourites would have lengthened, if anything. But like they turned in a fantastic second half performance, Jack. Um, their half back line, you, you know, took over, anchored by pa, 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 Pat Finn, Patrick Finn, who had, had a fantastic second half. <coughs> oh, me and you know, she, oh, she and Mulqueen, they, 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 were, they were immense. And, um, but, but the whole team lifted, Jack. The whole team lifted. And, they, three, they created three goal-scoring chances in five minutes and took two of them. That's a very, very good conversion rate. And we're very, very unlucky with the first one. Like Dermot Dinehy buried a ball in the net. Um, he, he, you know, it was he, he was a daisy cutter if there was ever one. And um, Ty Buddy followed it up within five minutes with a very, very good goal. And having been leveled 112 apiece, suddenly um, uh, Brough went four points clear. and and um, you got a sense at that stage, Jack. It 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 it, it could have been curtains for um, for Mona Lean because all the momentum at that point seemed to be with Brough. And with, with five minutes to go, Ron Lines hit a very very good free from a very awkward angle, closed the gap to three points. But that was only the cue for Brough to drive on, and <clears throat> they scored five points without reply. As, as as they finish completely completely on top, um, landmark victory for Brough. They hadn't won it for since 1983, and um, absolutely a, a fantastic game, fantastic occasion with a new referee, Mike Maloney from Caroline, did an excellent job. Warden contributed to it being a great game, and as I said, a huge crowd and. A memorable, not just a memorable match, Jack, but a memorable occasion. Yeah, uh, it, it 
it's good to see a new name on the role of honour. Um, you know, obviously, Monlin have to feel sorry from losing last year's final as well. But look, finals are, are there to be won. Um, in McNeville Park, Galbally got the job done. They beat the Dutch champions, Munger St. Paul's, 10 points to, to 1 5. Obviously, you couldn't be at the two venues, but just looking at the, the match reports and things, um, Munger St. Paul's led for a lot of the game. Um, they got the goal, their original got the goal. They were three ahead at half time, but I think it was at five in a row down the stretch from Galbally. They didn't let Munger score in the last 20 minutes. And, you know, I suppose that's the crunch time in finals is, is those last 20 and deserving winners for, for Galbally. Again, look, they're not a new name to the minor football ranks, but it's been dominated by the likes of Father Casey's and Monlean and Mungers and Newcastle West in these recent in, times. So, in, good in to see. Fairness, in, in fairness, Galbally have been knocking around there for quite a few years. You yeah, know, yeah. have been, been in semi-finals and finals. And look, that day came now. They rode their look a small bit um, uh, in that Monley or Munger St. Paul's missed two penalties. Two, yeah. uh, or failed to convert two penalties and kicked 16 wides over the course of the game. So, um, they, they, they probably rode their look a small bit. Um, but look, nevertheless, Galbally were there to capitalise on it. And I've no doubt a lot of those wides were... Were, were kicked because of the pressure that that that, that Galbally put on him, and um, just like Brough, it was a landmark and momentous momentous occasion for Galbally um, to finally get over the line at minor level because they they've been threatening. And look, the, the, Galbally's victory, Jack, is the product of long hard work that has been done at underage level and is constantly done at underage level at Galbally as. As you know, I'm quite near him here, and I can see it year in, year out. The amount of effort that's being put into underage in Galbally is phenomenal. And look, it, it's it's only right that that is rewarded and rewarded um, by way of, of, of a county minor title. Uh, like that, that county minor title, Jack, for Galbally wasn't won today or yesterday. It has been won over five or six years of hard work, nurturing young players, teaching them the skills of Gaelic football, keeping them at it. And, and um, you know, congratulations to Galbally and congratulations to Brough. Yeah, it's it's something that you'll, you'll have forever is a, is a county minor medal and they're not easily won in Limerick, um, either hurling or football. So congratulations to Brough and Galbally. And obviously, congratulations to Monaline and Munger St. Paul's. It's, it's never easy mm. to, to lose any start of county final. But under-19s, it could be their last um, game at, at the level. So, look. There's a, there's a bright future there for all four sides um, in that. A few more things, Matt. Obviously, we had the sad news this morning of Jim Flynn passing away, the Southport treasurer. Um, I suppose it was, it was a shock. You, you'd know the man well, um, and, and you wanted to pay your respects to the man. Yeah, Jim, uh, I, know, I know Jim Flynn for many years. Um, he's a native of Capamore, and... Um, he moved to Kilmallock and he's been involved with the Kilmallock Club. And um, as you rightly said, that he, he he was the current serving um, treasurer of the South Board. He was in his fifth and final year serving um, serving as treasurer of that that um, uh, of the board. And where well, he did a very 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 good job. Um, I would like to express my sympathy to his wife, Mary, and family, and his his son, and all the extended, and of course um, his brother. Um, well-known Donny Flynn in, in 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 West Limerick, um, and Don Flynn, who was very involved, would be his nephew. So, 
um, our deepest sympathy to, to the Flynn family and, and the passing of of, um, of Jim. He he was totally, um, absolutely, he, he immersed himself totally in the GA, um, Jack. He, he was totally dedicated to it, totally dedicated to club force, totally dedicated <coughs> to Limerick and would have been involved in a number of fundraising committees and would be a very prominent man in the in the, in the um, in, in the Limerick GA draw and all that sort of thing and um, uh, like he's a huge loss first of all to his family he's a loss to the association and um, our deepest sympathy to the Flynn family and may Jim rest in peace. Yeah, I'd like to extend my sympathies to the family as well. Uh, rest in peace. Um, we're into the final week of the Win and Peugeot mess. Um, you got to get your entries in before the 26th. That's Friday at midnight. Um, and the draw will be held uh, then Friday, the 2nd of September. I have our little promo here, Matt. But uh, before we move on to anything else you want to say, again, it goes back to supporting the Limerick teams. And they've been so good to us in recent years. Yeah, look, Jack, um, I think what's to be said about it has, has already been said. Like there are 48 hours still to go. Um, you know, to be in with a chance of winning the Peugeot is one thing, but to get the opportunity to um, to be part of what is a great odyssey for Limerick GA at the moment and, and to support, um, you know, um, because the money that will be raised from this, this particular draw, Jack, will be very, very well spent and it 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 it'll be spent for the ultimate gratification of the thousands and thousands of Limerick fans that are out there. So look, I, I, I would appeal to people to rally um at this late stage and, and to get their to get their tickets. Um it might be the winning ticket. Somebody has to win it, Jack. So yeah. <laughs> you, you 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 never know. You never know but I would appeal to people for the last for the last time, you know, I would appeal to him um, to go and get the tickets for for for, for twenty for twenty euros, and, and as I said, um, the money is going. It's it's being very very carefully and well spent. Yeah, that, that that's a that's a good line. Someone has to win it. But if Adam's a glitter, delighted to continue this. our association with Limerick GA. We've been sponsoring the Limerick footballers with his kit fan for the last 17 years. On this occasion, we're delighted to be associated with Adams of Glen. Uh, and on this occasion, uh, the lucky winner will receive a brand new Peugeot 2008 electric vehicle. It's a full electric uh, Peugeot E 2008 Allure. Um, it's zero emissions, zero noise, and you're, you're feeling your carbon emissions are zero on it as well. All the proceeds of these sales go to the promotion of our games, hurling and football, and the support of the training fund. You can buy tickets in uh, multiple different ways. You can log on to the website winapuja.ie, get onto your local club, ring Limerick GAA, or even call into our dealership in Glynn, and you can get buy your tickets there physically. Yeah, so you can go to Glynn to get tickets, or you can go on to winapuja.ie. Couldn't be simpler. 20 quid, and the close is this Friday, the draw. I'll be Friday week, the 2nd of September. So the best look to everyone in it. Um, and this will be the last you'll hear from us promoting it. Um, as always, before we go, Matt, we'll go into our predictions. And looking back on last week, uh, uh, wasn't the best week for you. Again, I got five out of six. Um, and you obviously went the other way for the... I went for Ballastine, you went for there, and you proved right. And that little star indicates 
that you got the result spot on. You did say a three-point win. We both, both had Newcastle. Um, I had cases against Monaline, Clown against Ula, Kieran's against uh, Galtigales and KP against Paddy Landers. Um, I had someone in the comments saying that I never backed Clown because I originally put up the wrong graphic that I uh, for Ula, but I don't go against any team um, anymore that I think they should win. It's all for a bit of fun. I will say I always go for Palace team, but I do always think the boys will pull out of the bag. But you know, as we always say, it's only for a bit of the fun, Matt. Um, but and yeah, Jack, and leads, as we I, always say, Jack, as we always say, we don't kick nor puck a ball. No, I'm limited to water duties with my back at the moment, but um. We'll get into this weekend's games. Um, I'll just give the full fixture, and I know we talked about the games in detail, but you, you'll just give a reason and for why you're going with with any given team. Um, and we'll start with Galbley versus Father Casey's this Thursday in Kilmallock at half six. I'm going for Casey's by five. Um, I, I saw both teams at the weekend, and and um, whilst I think that um, we, 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 we will have an improved uh, performance from from Galbley. I think we'll have more of the same from Casey's, and that that, that they will see it through. Yeah, I backed Casey's last week to win by five, and it might have been an outlandish statement, but they actually won by seven. I'll go by four this week. Um, look, you've made the case for both so far, and I think Casey's have been really, really impressive um, this year. Then you have uh, Monoline versus Ula the following night. Friday in Capamore at half six. Matt, which way would you see this one going? I'm going for for Monoline to recover and win by three. Monoline plus three. Uh, we're going to agree on that one. I'm going Monoline by four again. You know, it's it's really hard to die for Monoline because they could see um, if they lose this weekend, there is a possibility that they're out of the competition if Clahan can beat Newcastle West, so they're going to have to win to, to bring it to the final day. But Ula, similarly, would be in points on the board, but Chow will come for the city side. And Newcastle West versus Clahan on Saturday at half six in McNeville. I'm, I'm going I'm going for Newcastle by five. Um, five is a big margin there, Matt. I think Newcastle West are hitting into a good vein of form. And um, <clears throat> I think I think um, I saw him playing in the quarterfinal last year. Um, Clahan will be competitive. Um, they will push him. But, you know, I think I think Newcastle West have that extra bit. And um, you, you must remember also, like that, um, and I, I forgot to mention it when I was talking about um, Newcastle West, in, in that victory over Galbley, there were minus Keen Sheehan, AJ O'Connor, and Dermot Kelly. Three key players. You know, and yeah. you, you, you know what Keen Sheehan brings to the table. In our opinion, we agreed he was the best player in, 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 the, in the Limerick Football Championship last year. He carried it over into the, into the, in, uh, to the Limerick side in the league and in the championship and and certainly has has started off the championship in a similar vein this year, but um, he, he you know he was missing the other night, so that 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 will give you an idea of of, of um, you know the the, the 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 type of performance that it was from Newcastle West. But I'm going for Newcastle West by five. 
Yeah. And I know somebody in Kahan is going to be a warning that you're getting it all wrong, but look, that's my opinion from, from this remove. Yeah, I, I suppose that worse than Cahan, it's I'm gonna go against, I am gonna go against some this this week and it's more it's not really to do with Cahan, it's it's more to do with Newcastle and you were at the game last year, the quarter final and there was a, a bit of a gulf and Cahan have closed that gap and I'm gonna go in Newcastle by three, but it's 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 all to do with Newcastle really. They're the best team in the county when when they get going and as you said they look like they're kinda of hitting hitting that peak. Um then in the group two on Friday, Adair versus Ballylanders and Fiend at half six. Adair three from three, Palestine or not from three. Um, do you see a way for your own club? No, I don't. I, I'm I'm going for Adair by four. Um, and that would put that would put huge impetus on Ballylanders last game to to try and avoid relegation if if that is to be the case. Um, I'm going to go by a bit more I think Adair by six Um, they're just a very good team I think that's all you can say mm. about Adair and I fancy them to, to get the job done then on Saturday in what I think could be the, the game of the round Galtic Gales versus Lion Palace Kenry in Carrick on Leash at half six Um, the boat on two points the winner will put one foot into the quarter final and probably eliminate the other team which way do you see it going? I see it going Kildare Palace Kenry for the reasons that I outlined, and I I think they'll win it by about three points. KP by three. Uh, yeah, I think this will be a tight game. I'm going to go against Joe. I'm going to go with the Gales by one point. Um, don't ask me why. I'm just going to go that way to go against Joe. But... I, I think this is the first time you've gone against KP in two years and I, it's the first time I've gone for him. So it'll be very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, to be fair to KP, they've been on a roll as a club hurling and football for about five, six years at this stage. So it's it's they're the easy choice to go with. But I'm going to go Celtic Gales. Um, if they can play like they played against us in the second round, they're a match for any team. But as you said, um, Kieran's were comfortable winners the last day. So, Hard to see why. Uh, Ballystine versus St. Kieran's Sunday, half six in the Bog Garden. You know which way I'm going in this one. I'm going to say the boys by a single point, like it was last year. I'm going Kieran's by two. Kieran's by two. Have you ever backed for Ballystine? <laughs> oh, God, I've had. But they've left me down every time I've been <laughs> Yeah, I know you. You have a good supporter. Kieran, look, all all the all the formal points saying Kieran's history will probably point to Kieran's as well. Baron last year's result, but um, you have to back, back your own. So, but Tillman, Tillman, Jack Tillman, Ballystine, I won't be kicking a ball for Kieran's. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they won't mind. I'm sure if I went against them, they wouldn't mind either. They'd be fully focused. On St. Cairns. Look at truth there. Group 1 were the same. The Castle Casey is Monlene. Then in Group 2 were different. We both said it there, but you said KP and Cairns, and I said Palestine and Galtic Gales. Um, four points in it overall in predictions table. But look, again, as you say, it's all for a bit of fun. We'll run through just the Intermediate Championship like we did last week, Matt, and just mm-hmm. see where we, we think it's going to go. Um, obviously, well, we'll start with, with, with Group 1 and and I'm a fixturist here, Bruff versus Krokora Manister, but that game won't happen, Matt, and um, we might get into that at the end of this, but 
the Pierschig versus St. Pat's. The Pierschig are still undefeated. Do you fancy them to get there or keep that record? Yeah, a bit disappointed with their, you know, they, they struggled to get over Krakora Manister. Um, I, I thought that they, you know, yeah, they, 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 they ended up having to settle for a point. But in in their defence, I would say to you know, they they had the break like everybody else, but they had a longer break because in the second round they had got a walkover from from uh, Bruff. Bruff. So, like um, any rustiness, they'll probably have batted out their system, and I'm going from Pete and Patrick's. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but I would I would say with the Pierce as well, and then Saint Sennens versus Glynn, um, Saturday in Ballyhall half six. Yeah, I'm going for Sinnons in that one. Um, Sinnons lost the first round um, to Napierswick, and you know they cannot afford to lose the second time. Now, Glenn have only just one win at the minute, um, and that was over Brough. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going for Sinnons, Jack. Right, and then into Group Two, Palace Green versus Father Casey's Sunday in Fien at half six. No, Jack, this is all but a dead rubber game. Um, they, they, it would appear to me that both of these teams are completely out of the championship because you have Gerald Griffins on, on six points if you have the table there. You have from Bradford, Rackiel, and Mugret um, St. Paul's all on four, and your father Casey's and Palace Green on zero points each. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's only of academic importance because <clears throat> with both having given two walkovers, I assume that they're going to be automatically relegated. But in this case, I'm, 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 I'm look, slow boat to China, Jack. Long answer to your question. I'm going, I'm going for Paris Green. Yeah, it, it is, it is a dead rubber, but I, I, I go for Paris Green as well. Um, Gerald Griffins can all but seal top spot against from Broadford um, with a win, but Broadford beat. Munger St. Paul's in the last day. Um, that game is on Friday in Newcastle half six. Can you see an upset here? I can't see. Uh, yeah, well, no, no. Um, you know, um, it, it, this this is going to be a tight game and possibly a game that could go anywhere. Um, I I didn't fancy Drum Bradford against Munger St. Paul's, um, and they proved me wrong. Um, and we we have known over the years, Jack, that predicting against Drum Bradford is one of the most hazardous um, occupations that you can have. You know. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to risk it again at this time and, and, and say that Gerald Griffins will win it. Yeah, I'd I'd be siding with Gerald Griffins as well. And then obviously you have the meeting of Munger St. Paul's and Rath Keel. Um, as you said, they're both on four points along the trunk colour Broadford. Like, I mean, it's it's fitting four into three positions. Sir Griffins look to have one of those places, but it's really intriguing. And it could come down to this weekend's game between Munger St. Paul's and Rath Keel. Which way do you see it going? I see it going to Rakeel. Um I I think Rakeel was stung by the defeat by Gerald Griffins in the first round. You must remember that they were runners up last year and have basically essentially the same squad where I suppose a bit unlucky to lose Kildamo Palace Kenry in the final last year. And um yeah, I'm going for Rakeel in this one. I'm gonna <coughs> pause in that one. Um just I just don't think Rakeel are as strong as they were last year and Mungers will have Joe Griffin's in the last game, um, the hardest game in the group, so I'd imagine they'd want to try and get the job done as quick as, as possible. But um, 
yeah, those those are our predictions for the weekend. There's obviously a full set of Premier Junior games and Junior A games. We can't get into all those games, but we touched on it there. And before we go, just the situation with Prof Matt and you know, it, it great scenes last night with the hurlers winning the under 19s and the Premier Intermediate hurlers are you know top of the table and with Glenroo in, in their championship, but. To give two walkovers in, in a championship is just disappointing to see more than anything, really. I it's it's disappointing, Jack, and and um, I I'm sad for Brough really um, that 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 has come to this because you know I've lived through the years of Brough um, very successfully managing both codes together, um, and um, it, it's very very disappointing that. Um, you know, that they should give two walkovers. I suppose the writing was on the wall when they got a heavy defeat in the first round to Glen. And, um, um, you know, it. what it does, Jack, is, it, it is um, right, you know, two walkovers. My understanding is that you're automatically relegated then in, in those circumstances. And um, uh, if that be the case... Uh, like it, it takes a certain amount of of bite out of out of the remaining games in 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 the competition because um you you know that the, the scramble for those trying to get away from uh the bottom of the table is no longer there um the relegation has been spoken for now I know we have a dead rubber game this weekend between Palace Green and Father Cases um but look it it really it, it really means that um, what's to be played for is only what's, to, what's at the top you know avoiding the bottom sometimes can be as intriguing a competition as there is in the competition for for, for those knockout places so it, it, it's just it, it's just disappointing and I'm, I'm, I'm fear sorry for Brough that, 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 that they find themselves in this position in terms of football and what otherwise has been a great year for the club as you rightly said um which which culminated last night with with with, with a first minor title in almost forty years, and and um, you know the the, the um, intermediate team riding high at the top of of, of the premier premier intermediate hurling championship. So very very disappointing. You don't like seeing it happen to any team that they find themselves in this type of circumstances. But it is what it is, and um, you know, it 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 has robbed the, the competition of a certain amount of bite at the bottom of the table, and um, uh, but let's hope that that it won't be long before Brough will regroup because they have made a contribution to football over the years, Jack, and there, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, hopefully they, they can just get the, their house in order and compete in, in football, as you said, which they have done um, in recent years, but. Uh, we have an hour and ten on the clock there, Matt. I think we're we're gone through everything. Is there anything that we've missed? I, I don't, don't think, think there, so, Jack. I don't think there is. I'm sure you didn't draw it was, but um yeah, we have the fourth round of the football championships this weekend. It'll I suppose decide a lot or it will we'll know exactly what's needed in the in the final round with the ladies football senior championship final round tonight. Um to kind of, I suppose the side, the knockout stages, and we'll have one game at the weekend to really confirm the rest of the knockout stages. And um, we'll have the Camogie the weekend after next. We'll have Hurling next weekend to look forward to as well. Um, obviously, the news of Billy Lee has dominated the headlines over the last day, and I don't think there's any harm with kind of finishing up saying a huge thank you to Billy, like we said 
at the start. Um, an incredible man, incredible manager. You know, he's his work speaks for itself, Matt. Um, as we said at the start, and he he got a team that were maybe thirty first or even thirty second in the country, I suppose, in terms of moral and morale. And it didn't get much better for a few years, but Billy stuck with it, and a lot a lot less men would have would have left and down to us when it was easier. But look, he he stayed, and Limerick football is in a brilliant place at the moment. We have Division Two football. Look forward to you know we've won a month's championship game in four years, four years in a row after going seven without one. We've had four Munster semi final time. We had a Munster final. There's brilliant players coming through. So a huge thank you to Billy. For all that he's done, the best luck in his future endeavours. A huge thank you to you, Matt, um, as always, for joining me. And a huge thank you to everyone that listened. We'll be back again next, next week uh, uh, to reflect on the football, the courts of Harland and ladies football and Camogie also as well. So thank you, Matt, and thank you everyone that watched. Impression the game, you all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the bar and the fact that it that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody.